listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Come on in, everybody. Gather around the radio. Thanks for being with us along with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. Welcome into the Beyond the Game program. Zach, this week, maybe more than any other so far, since sports have been canceled, I really wish we had a baseball game to divert our attention, if only temporarily even. I'm weary of everything that's going on. As you know, I've avoided social media. I've even made it a point to watch the news in small doses. I don't want to talk about racism. I don't want to talk about social issues or a health crisis. We've been talking enough about it. What should we talk about? Give me a game to talk about for crying out loud, some scores, a, a winning streak, a losing streak, something, anything. Heck, even if it's the Atlanta Braves, I'll talk about it. Even if you want to talk about the Orlando Magic, I'll talk about it. If only there were a game to talk about. Yeah, can we just get back to talking about how the Astros cheated? I feel like that was the high point of this year. I mean, people are, they're all fired up over everything people say. And, mm. and even what they don't say, people are getting fired up. Why hasn't he said something? Why hasn't this person said something? What have they said? Isn't it clear that people need something to talk about, something to break down at the water cooler at work? Mm -hmm. It'd be great to talk about things that really don't matter. And I know some of the things I mentioned earlier, they're a big deal. They do matter we need something like a baseball game which in the whole scheme of things really doesn't matter that much let's let's talk about that it's mid-june we should be talking baseball nba playoffs nhl playoffs so let's talk about baseball okay what a bunch of idiots <laughs> we all know that one guy that it seems no matter how good things are going he manages to screw it up somehow you can set him up perfectly, throw him the hanging curveball, so to speak. He'll find a way to miss it. He'll find a way to foul it off. He'll find a way to weakly ground out to second base. How does Major League Baseball end up with so many of these types of people on both sides of the negotiation table? Come on, son! I mean, really, the game makes gazillions of dollars. They just got a billion dollars from Turner Sports. They have an opportunity to be the hero. Nothing going on. People clamoring for some diversion, as we said. And they can swoop in and just be the biggest dog in the yard, well, at least for a little while, till the NFL gets going. And they can't figure out a way to not trip over themselves? I mean, come on. As the two sides continue to try to work out a plan for returning to play, we got a bit of a scare earlier in the week. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said he was no longer confident that the season would actually get underway. Most recently, the owners sent a proposal for a 60-game season at the full prorated rate over to the Players' Union. The fact that both sides are talking is a good sign. And this latest offer is considered to be a significant step. Yeah. Especially when just a few days ago, the commissioner said he had no confidence in a season taking place. MLB had already made three proposals, nothing near what the players wanted. The union countered with two the sides were, they're just a long way apart financially. But this finally sounds like real progress is finally being made. 
Some are saying that there are people on both sides expecting that just with a little bit of talking, they'll eventually come into a schedule agreement somewhere of about 65 games or so. But why did this take so long? And let's be clear, they don't have an agreement yet. But really, with all the bickering back and forth, it'll now be mid or late July before we actually get Major League Baseball. They had this golden opportunity, even if things didn't get started until July 4th. Think about that for a minute. July 4th, fireworks, barbecues, apple pie, baseball, America. It'd be summer like we know it. This latest offer seems to indicate that the owners have no choice considering the solidarity that the players are showing. Sure, they can cancel the season altogether, which some owners are actually in favor of because the amount of money they're going to lose without having fans in the stands. Or they give the players what they want, which it seems like they're moving towards. Full salaries prorated based on games played. Now look, I'm going to tell you something here about myself, and you already know this. I am the self-appointed king of cutting off my nose in spite of my face. I know it. I can be unfair to myself as a means of overreacting to a problem, or more specifically, somebody's lack of cooperation. You don't want to cooperate? Fine. I'll do it myself. I I tend to take that attitude, but I'll tell you what, that might have been helpful for Manfred to have done that when the players told him a week or so ago, tell us when and where. That was their response last weekend, Major League Baseball. They wanted a 72-game season, made a proposal which contained 70%, guaranteeing 70% of their prorated salary. Now, the players are holding out for all of it. The union's lead negotiator, Bruce Meyer, he told Major League Baseball, well, Given your continued insistence on hundreds of millions of dollars of additional pay reductions, we assume these negotiations are at an end. And then the union chief, Tony Clark, he says, it unfortunately appears that further dialogue with the league would be futile. It's time to get back to work. Tell us when and where. Okay, sounds like we have a deal. All right, we're cool to draw. You asked me to tell you? I told you. Now, Manfred admitted that the negotiations... They've been a disaster for the game. I mean, really, you think? He said, it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. No kidding. Thanks, Captain Obvious. So when the players tell you to tell them when and where, tell them when and where. In fairness to Manfred, we all know he was worried about players filing a grievance against the league, saying they weren't negotiating a good faith, and maybe that's true, and You and I talked about this, Zach. He was worried about driving a wedge so deep between the players and the owners that an eventual work stoppage becomes inevitable at some point. And and I think it's already there. It's going to happen. He's in a tough spot. He represents the owners for sure. But he's also the diplomat of the game of baseball. That's part of his job. Doing what needs to be done in the best interest of baseball for everyone. Owners, players fans. This was his moment. Make a hard decision and get the game back on the field. It certainly doesn't make you feel very hopeful for the upcoming CBA negotiations in a couple of years. You you look at this group of leadership that's muddled their way through this uh, COVID situation in 2020, not a lot of confidence that they can get a new CBA done in, in a couple of years. Neither side is stupid. They know they need each other. So if both understand that playing baseball is what's best, find a place both can sort of live with and then pledge to 
one another that you're going to keep negotiating while giving the game back to the fans. I know that's easier said than done, but the players said, tell them when and where. So tell them when and where, and then say, but we'll keep talking. And let's see if we can work this thing out to where we both agree. But you said, tell me when and where, here's when and where. The amazing thing is, despite the NBA, the NHL, the PGA, NASCAR, others getting going again, baseball's the game of summer. And it still has every opportunity to win back its fans and play a huge part in healing our country. You know, we've gone through some of the worst months most of us can ever remember. Being a leader isn't easy. It requires great strength. Being a leader isn't for everybody, and that's okay. The strength to stand for what you know is right, even when everyone else wants something other than that. So many biblical characters stood strong on behalf of their faith when it could cost them everything. That's strong leadership. I think of Esther, who put her life on the line in persuading the king to not put her entire race of people to death. Perhaps the best-known verse in the book of Esther, that compelling moment, her uncle Mordecai sends words to her saying, you are here for a time such as this. It's Esther chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. It says, then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Now, in no way am I suggesting that Rob Manfred taking a stance of getting baseball on the field is akin to Esther actually risking her life. Preserving baseball is, of course, not nearly the same thing as saving a race of people. Perhaps it's even a, a shameful segue on my part. But you know what is similarly important? Standing up for Jesus Christ. There have been numerous historical accounts when people put their own lives on the line in doing that. But I want to spin this around and tell you, maybe it's the other's person whose life is on the line. People who do not know Jesus, who've never asked him to save them from their sins, they're on their way to an eternity in hell trying to pay the cost of the sins they've committed by themselves. Maybe even blissfully heading to hell. Life is fairly grand for them, but the Bible says the afterlife will not be so much. They may not want to talk about biblical things. You may need to conjure up great strength in doing what you know you have to do. And that is figure out a way to tell them the most important thing they need to know, and that's that they don't have to go to hell and they don't have to pay for their sins themselves. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus died to pay the penalty of your sins. He gave himself so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven. The grace of God his forgiveness of sin is just so amazing. You and I are completely lost. We're helpless in our sins, but Jesus Christ faced the cross to make an atonement on our behalf. While we were in no way worthy, he loved you enough to give everything to save you. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The offer is there from God, but you have to accept it. 
You know, I can give you a gift, but it's only yours if you choose to accept it. Fellow believer, let me encourage you to be a leader. Share the good news of Jesus Christ. And yes, it may take courage, and it may even cost you a great price. And if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have not yet asked him to forgive you and save you from your sins, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'd encourage you to talk to God right now, right where you are. Confess your sin and guilt to him and ask him to forgive you. Because Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In fact, just a couple of verses earlier in verses 9 and 10 of Romans chapter 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. That's what it is to call upon the name of the Lord, to call to him, to confess your sins, and ask him to forgive you. When we come back, Zach will share his famous shenanigan statements with us. We hope you'll stick around. Thanks for being with us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. All right, let me tell you about Rock Cares. You know what community is. It's people. People coming together to serve one another and help one another. What a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus, with every package purchased, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack will be delivered to a medical professional on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info, that's R-O-C-Cares.info, or call them. Go old school, 585-775-7520, rockcares.info, neighbors helping neighbors. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles, Our teams have made three NCAA National Championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family-owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. You already know who you are. We record the show in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York, but it's heard all around the world via podcast in places like Carborough, North Carolina, a small town in the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area of North Carolina, kind of a dubious history named after a white supremacist, 
Pacific leaders have, of course, taken steps to distance themselves from that unfortunate history. Carborough hosts lots of festivals, a music festival, a film festival, a well-regarded farmer's market. But it's also known for giving rise to a sort of resurgence in hula hooping. Simply called Hooping, the music festivals in Carborough set the stage for a style of dancing which included hula hoop. Thanks for making us part of your day in Carborough, North Carolina. And wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you as well for being part of this week's program. Time now for Zach Barletta to do his thing and bring us this week's shenanigan statements. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Number one, Oklahoma State should fire Mike Gundy, as suggested by Paul Feinbaum on ESPN this past week. I say shenanigans. I mean, unless you want to fire the guy for just being a bit of an oddball, but he's a terrific football strategist. And and if you're suggesting firing a guy for wearing an OAN News Network t-shirt, that's ridiculous. It's a t-shirt. And while I know some, some t-shirts can absolutely be offensive, it's simply advertised a news network. Yes, it's a far-right network. And just because you don't like the coverage of that network doesn't mean a man should lose his job. That's just another example of cancel culture going too far. Mm -hmm. Now, ironically, I read that Paul Feinbaum lost his gig on the SEC network, uh, their game day show. He was staying on with ESPN, but he was doing the show with Tim Tebow, and he's uh, actually being replaced now by Aaron Rodgers' brother, (laughs) Jordan. Interesting. Well, I'm going to say shenanigans as well. Look, I don't watch OAN. I don't know much about them. I do follow some of their personalities on Twitter, and they seem like pretty good people. But to suggest that a guy should be able to be fired from his job because of a shirt that he wore on vacation is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and and everyone hates the, the cliche, well, it's a slippery slope. But if you set a precedent that you can fire a guy from his job for a shirt that he wore on his own time on vacation then what can't you fire somebody for seemingly at will? So I'm going to say no. Mike Gundy, as much of a weirdo as he is, as much as I may not be a fan of his, you can't fire him for his T-shirt. He, he's definitely a strange cat, but it's no different. What if he had wore a CNN shirt? What would be the difference? It's just a news network. Yeah. Number two, the Buffalo Sabres made the right move in firing GM Jason Botterill and replacing him with the guy who was already their senior VP of business administration, Kevin Adams. What do you think? It's tough to say because I know nothing about Kevin Adams. I know he was a former player (laughs) and he won a cup. But, I mean, on the face of it, letting your senior vice president of business administration make your hockey decisions seems like a good way to make your team worse. But at the same time, I've seen people on Twitter say that he's a smart guy who embraces analytics. So if that's the case, I would think it's a good move. But really, I, I think it's too early to say. You know, I'm going to agree at least with part of the statement that moving on from Botterill seems like a good decision. Yeah, for sure. But it was sort of a clumsy way, and the Sabres went about it. I mean, just a few weeks ago, they endorsed him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read an account on Twitter today that he was negotiating with a player's agent like just a few minutes before the news broke that he was fired. So he may have found out at the same time that we all found out. Like you, I I agree. Replacing him with Adams is a bit of a question mark. He's their business guy. Mm -hmm. Can he do the GM job? I guess we'll find out. This feels more like a business move than a sports move. Yeah. But something needed to happen when the biggest star they have, that being Jack Eichel, started talking about not being able to handle all the losing. Yeah. They needed to do something. It's amazing how... 
the same ownership group, right, of Pagula Sports and Entertainment, how they've gotten the leadership group so right with the Buffalo Bills and just cannot do it with the Sabres. It's amazing to me. Number three, with the way players and owners have been taking shots at each other publicly, it feels like we ask this question every week, but here it goes again. Truth or shenanigans, there will be a Major League Baseball season this year. In spite of the idiots at the negotiating table, I'm going to say I, I still agree there will be a season. I, I still say there's too much to lose by not having one. But I just think in the long run, it's going to cost them a lot of money. And the bitterness between the two sides isn't going away. Owners losing tons of money is just going to set a stage for an eventual prolonged labor dispute. Mm -hmm. And it's a stare down that I'm afraid is going to happen at some point. Yeah, I agree as well. I think we're going to get baseball this year. In 2022, who knows? Um, I think we'll get baseball this year. I don't think we'll get as many games as we wanted. But the fact that the owners came up to 60 games with full prorated pay, the players wanted 72. Give me 65, call it a day, and let's get guys on the field. I think that's what we'll see. Thank you, Zach. When we come back, we'll tell you what it is that we like this week from the world of sports. That's up after the break. Stick around, won't you? You're listening to the Beyond the Game radio program. Let's talk about what's going on up at Roberts Wesleyan College. This is the Red Hawks recap brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Roberts Wesleyan will be holding its third annual Athletic Preview Day this August. The event is specialized for high school athletes who are interested in playing at the collegiate level for the Red Hawks. The event is scheduled for Monday, August 3rd. It'll run from 8.30 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. Attendees and their families will have an opportunity to see the campus, the athletic facilities. You can meet with coaches, professors, hear from other student-athletes on their experiences as part of the Red Hawks. There will also be opportunities to learn about NCAA compliance standards and how it relates to making sure potential student-athletes are eligible for competition at the NCAA D2 level. Once again, that's Monday, August 3rd from 8.30 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. And also remember that the Red Hawks Golf Scramble is coming up quickly on July 20th. Make plans now as Roberts Wesleyan will host its 13th annual Red Hawks Golf Scramble July 20th at Mill Creek Golf Club. You can sign up at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There you can also find updates on other Roberts Athletics news, and you can follow them, of course, on Twitter, at RWC Red Hawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College. We're proud to be a serious athletic school with great opportunities for serious athletes. In fact, we have the only Division II athletic program in the area. Our many varsity programs range from basketball, tennis, and cross country to track and field, golf, volleyball, and soccer. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Community is all about people coming together to serve one another and help one another. 
What a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus, with every package purchased, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack will be delivered to medical professionals on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info. That's R-O-C-Cares.info. Or call them at 585-775-7520. Rockcares.info. Neighbors helping neighbors. As we wind down this week's program, as we've made it our habit to do, let's close out the program with something encouraging. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What I like this week is a story of a local East Rochester woman whose courage is inspirational as she battles cancer. Hannah Griffith plays field hockey for East Rochester High School. She was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in August of 2017. She went into remission, though, in 2018. Unfortunately, her cancer returned, but Hannah continued to play, displaying great strength, great courage. Showing even more bravery, Hannah's been taking part in a clinical trial in Chapel Hill, North Carolina for several months where doctors engineer her own blood cells to attack the cancer cells. After several days of chemo treatments, they reinsert engineered cells back into her body. Remember, this is a high school girl we're talking about. Young Hannah Griffith hopes that by going through this, she will one day help others battling the disease. She says this could be a main treatment for other kids to be cancer-free. So if this does work, it'll be good. Her teammates back home have encouraged her throughout her time in North Carolina Everyone reaches out every day to see how I'm doing. It's so nice, she says. The courage, strength, bravery, selflessness, and what else can I say? Positivity of East Rochester High School field hockey player Hannah Griffith is what I like this week. What I like this week has nothing to do with sports, but it's about the only good news I've seen this whole week. At one of the protests happening in Southern California, a woman was attending with her 11-month-old baby. The baby started choking, stopped breathing. The woman starts to panic and flag for help. One of the police officers, who you would expect is being protested, shows up, dislodges the blockage, gets the baby breathing again. I thought that, you know, out of all the bad news that's come out of the situation over the last few weeks, it was nice to see a police officer step up and do his job, even in the face of people who are probably not his biggest fans. So the 11-month-old baby being saved is what I like this week. That's a show for this week. We do hope you've enjoyed it. I promise we tried to do a good job. Nothing will save this show. Thanks so much for being with us. Here's our weekly reminder that the Beyond the Game radio program, you know, it's a ministry which is mainly funded through the support of our listeners. And we thank those of you who have supported us, both in prayer as well as with generous financial donations. With your help, we've been able to bring biblical teachings and the good news of Jesus Christ to sports fans all over the world using Sports Talk Radio. We're asking that you would remember us in your prayers. And if God lays it on your heart to make a financial contribution to this ministry, whether it be a one-time gift or perhaps a recurring amount, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at this same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 